AP exams are just one part of the college admissions process. For more resources to help you on your journey, visit our partner at captest.com podcast. Welcome back to Barron's AP World History Podcast. In episode one, we gave an overview of the AP exam, including the themes covered and the skills you need to use. Now we're going to take a closer look at those skills and how you'll use them while taking the exam. The College Board has identified six historical thinking skills that are part of thinking like a historian. What do you think it means to think like a historian? Thinking like a historian means describing, explaining, analyzing, and weighing a complex series of factors with another culture and time. Basically, analyzing the past. So let's dive in. Skill one is identifying and explaining historical developments and processes. The phrase historical developments and processes simply means the major events and changes in world history that you've been learning about in class all year, like how agriculture changed human history, the age of exploration, or the effects of globalization. Now let's turn to historical thinking skill number two, sourcing and situation. You'll see many types of primary and secondary sources on the AP exam. These include documents, letters, descriptions of historical events, political cartoons, charts, and so on. So what are you supposed to do with those? This skill requires you to analyze not only the contents of the source, but also identify its purpose, point of view, intended audience, and potential limitations, such as bias or limited perspective. You'll see sourcing and situation items throughout the exam but they're especially important on the document-based question, which provides a range of sources on the same topic. When you're working on your document-based question, try to identify and understand each source's point of view and purpose. Consider why each was written and who it was written for. Next is skill number three, claims and evidence in sources. This skill involves analyzing a source's claim and the evidence the author uses to support it. Remember, you'll sometimes have to analyze more than one source. So it will help if you can compare arguments between sources and evaluate the support or lack of support for each. Let's move on from sources and discuss the skills needed to analyze events in world history. Skill number four, contextualization, means connecting specific events and facts to wider settings and broader trends. Or more simply, putting an event in context. Take some time to think about what you might look for when contextualizing an event. Did you think about when or where the event took place, and what else was going on at that same time and place? Then you've got it. Contextualization means putting something in its proper historical context. For example, the exam might include a diary entry. Who wrote it? A trader on the Silk Road in the 1300s? Or maybe King George III at the time of the American Revolution? Those are two very different contexts, and figuring out the context can help you better understand the diary entry. Contextualizing means moving beyond thinking about an event in isolation. Instead, you think about its time period and the historical developments leading up to it and following it. Every part of the AP World History exam requires you to contextualize. A similar skill is skill number five, making connections. This means finding patterns or trends among historical developments and processes. It requires you to trace a process over time, paying attention to what changes and what doesn't, 
and how it's connected to other events and processes across time. Last but not least is skill number six, argumentation. This one can be tricky, so let's break it down. First, you'll need to state a claim. A claim is a statement of opinion that you're making about history based on what you've seen, read, and heard. The claim is the key to your argument. Your claim must be clear, specific, and historically defensible. What does historically defensible mean? Take a few moments to think about it. Historically defensible means based on facts, or makes sense according to primary sources. A claim that's historically defensible is one that's logical based on what we know about the past. In your argument, you'll support your historically defensible claim by providing evidence. What makes evidence valuable? Evidence has to be relevant, specific, and reliable. If I want to prove my claim that my dog chewed my new sneakers, dog hair in the closet would be relevant evidence. The receipt for the sneakers would not. If I wanted to claim that the sneakers were expensive, the opposite is true. So, not all evidence is the same. Evidence also has to be specific and reliable. Facts or details about a specific historical event will be more convincing than a vague description. Reliability goes back to the credibility of a source. A history professor will be a more reliable source for your essay than your younger brother or sister. Don't worry if you haven't mastered all six skills yet. You'll work on them throughout this podcast. But first, we'll look at the overarching themes of the exam in the next several episodes, starting with governance. See you next time.